Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Great Weimer Reset. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Tuesday, October 18th in the year 2022. We're going to get into a little bit of history tonight as we move into some current events, but to kind of look back quickly at the Weimar Republic of Germany to look at how similar things are now to then and kind of what I believe to be the setup of what's to come. And it's interesting, to say the least. Patriots, we also know that as part of these times in this, quote, great reset, they're squeezing things hard. And part of that is to break your will, and to do that, they have to control the food. Control the food, control the people. That's why we brought on Patriot Supply. If you head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you're going to get 20% off on their three-month food supply kits. That's enough food for one person for three months, which includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, just and a great and some drink mixes, the whole thing. Food that will last for years, and it's literally one of those great things of peace of mind. You literally take that, you can put it on your shelf, you don't have to worry about it. You've got it there for your family, for yourself. And the thing is, with 20% off right now, when you go to preparewithbards.com, and if you as well, you're going to get free shipping. Take time to get one of these for each member of the family. It gives each member of your family three months food supply. Patriot Supply is of top quality. They're an American-made company, American-made products all the way through. And they're the number one supplier of emergency supplies. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. You will not be disappointed. This is literally peace of mind type stuff that you can't put a price on. And that's exactly what everyone needs right now. This food crisis is not going away. And the crunch that's coming is only going to get worse. Droughts are up. Fuels consumption or fuel availability is going down. Prices are going up. Hyperinflation, It's even though we can say it's all engineered, and it is, you need to be prepared. So, again, take advantage of this three-month supply of these kits by Patriot Supply. You're going to save 20% on each kit and get free shipping. It's going to come in an unmarked box to your door. You will not be disappointed. And in case you have a woke delivery person who hates you because you are thinking of the future and don't believe in in the hand puppet sniffer Biden, Biden, whoever he is, you'll be comforted to know that your box will arrive unmarked and your supplies of food will be safely delivered to your door. So again, head over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, and take advantage of these great savings. All right, now listen, I'm going to start with something tonight. Oh, I'll tell you, some people. So there's a couple of things, but I want to start with a post that was put up by Greg Phillips, and he is of the 2000 Mules team. He was on the show, and this is what he wrote. I'm going to make an observation that none will heed, but now, or for now, 
but you will get off Telegram right now. Now that's stirred, stirred up a bunch of discussion. People are hitting me up today. It's like, what should we do? And my answer is stay on Telegram. And here is even more detail. This comes from George News, which I have followed forever. I, I followed George News when they were the anonymous collective. And so they're, they're solid. And this is what they wrote to put some of this statement by Greg into context. Pavel Durov, who is a Russian-born French Emirati entrepreneur, that's a mix, and based in Dubai, happens to have the full support of the UAE government, a very close ally of the U.S. There are concerns that he has allowed the sharing of private information with the USIC via the UAE. This is false as far as we know. So for now, we'll stay here. So whatever has been going on in the scuttlebutt behind the scenes, there is concern that they're sharing private information on Telegram with U.S. probably bad people. But here's, here's what you can feel comforted with. <laughs> and I hope you do feel so comforted with this. Everybody in your government's pretty much bad. So that's one thing you can just go, oh, well, that's okay, because everybody's bad. Just, just kind of take it like that. Uh, secondly, most likely everything that, unless you're a real dense person, you should not be posting any of your personal issues on Telegram. So if you are, then bad on you, because this is not Facebook, and you should have learned from Facebook. Thirdly, they already have your telephone number. They already have all your text messages. And they already know where you live. And by the way, the Chinese have it all, and they've probably already been cross-referencing this with your DNA. And especially if you use one of those dating services that has DNA, you're just going to probably start being clones of you somewhere. So you're all good. So Telegram's the least of your worries right now. We're staying on Telegram. No issues whatsoever. Now, you may have also heard today in the great big news, Dachenko was found not guilty. Dachenko was found, found not guilty. Now, the patriots of the Q side, the Q nuts, have already started. <laughs> I, I'm just sorry. This stuff cracks me up every time. When are people going to figure out that this is one big hand puppet show that's leading people to the slaughter? That is this whole thing. It is both ends to the middle. It is everybody playing on the same team with two different costumes. One screaming over here, we're going to save the world. The other one here, we're going to save the world. Follow us. We know better because we have to. We're going to remake democracy. The other side is follow us. We're going to go back and we're going to make America great again. Patriots, it's all the same thing. And if you need any further proof, Carrie Lake, who supported Obama, now has Tulsi Gabbard stumping for her to win the Republican nomination. I mean, okay, can, can we see it now? This is just nuts. Seriously. All right, so here, let's go back. This is bioclandestine. Lately, I don't know. I think I, I do like his research, but lately, uh, I don't know if there's been a vax issue here or sniffing glue or whatever. I don't know, but. Look, he writes, 
Do you find yourself upset about the Dachenko verdict? Do you think that all hope is lost because a low-level Russian spy paid for by Hillary escaped charges for lying to the FBI? If you answered yes to either of these questions, allow me to assist. Durham's role is much more significant than simply prosecutor. His role is to brief the public on the broader conspiracy. No. Okay. Nice Q-style interpretation of wrongness. That is not the case at all. And you can stop having hopes on Durham, I would hope. Matt Getz is stocks to the... Uh, I think it's Brian Beatty, if I'm not right. He's, if I'm not wrong, he's uh, head of, the, he writes for Revolver.News, which, by the way, fantastic uh, blog. If you want to follow, a, like, a great news blog, go to Revolver.News, Revolver.News. Absolutely top-notch research, one of the best out there. So let's listen to what Matt has lays out here because I think this kind of puts everything in context. The bottom line is, once again, that we've all been played. Buckle up. I was called Vladimir Putin's lawyer. I was called a traitor to the country. People said that I had a tinfoil hat on when I said it was not Trump and his campaign colluding criminally with Russia. It was Hillary Clinton and the DNC that were trying to inject the national security apparatus with lies. And then they had willing participants at the DOJ and at the FBI that took this false political dirt, these lies that were curated from Russians, and they had their authorized leaks to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, to hang this cloud of criminality over Donald Trump without evidence. And now we have a trial going on that I think is a sham trial. And I, and I, and I want mm-hmm. you to react to my hypothesis. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that the Durham trial of Michael Sussman is about convicting Michael Sussman at all. I think the entire purpose of this trial is to inoculate the FBI and the DOJ against the charge that they were in on it. If you believe Durham and his presentation, the argument goes that the FBI was lied to. The FBI were the victims. You had these evil Democrats and their lawyers scheming and obfuscating and trying to get this political dirt in. But, oh, my goodness, the FBI was was, you know, just a, a victim of this. And the reality is the FBI was part of the supply chain of bullshit that ran from Russians and the DNC through the Perkins Law Firm to the FBI DOJ and then out through their distribution system in the mainstream media. They don't want a conviction of Michael Sussman. They want an exoneration of the FBI. And whether Sussman is convicted or not, that's probably what they're going to get. And the game you're watching is not the game being played. You think How far off do you think I am? No, I think you're totally on the mark there. I think that this whole Durham thing has been – I mean, it's part of the reason why – I can't really bring myself to follow it closely, so I'm not really uh, conversant with the details uh, so as to speak on them. But part of the reason I've had little motivation to look into these details is that I've always had the sense from the beginning that, that it was a total sham. Um, and uh, in the manner precisely that you describe, it's it's just it's uh, what they call the the limited hangout. It's it's the whole purpose is to provide cover. And you can just tell by the fact that, you know, it's 
it's not really such a censored story. Like you get a sense of what types of stories are safe and which stories aren't. When Revolver News runs stories on January 6th and you see a certain type of reaction from the regime, that's not the reaction that you get from the regime with this Durham nonsense. Absolutely. And, it, and if they're throwing it, if the purpose of the prosecution is to inoculate the FBI, well, then, of course, you would have prosecution witnesses that would pepper in things that would queer any type of conviction. And that's exactly what we have. Put up this headline. Key government witness says Clinton campaign never told Sussman to bring Trump Alpha Bank allegations to the FBI. So I don't believe that the goal here is to have Sussman ultimately convicted of anything really held accountable. I, here, here's what I can promise the American people and, and make note of this. The relationship between the Perkins law firm and the FBI was not a like arm's length relationship. These entities were working together far more than you know. There's going to be evidence of this. This wasn't like, you know, an arm's length transaction of them bringing you this information. The Perkins Law Firm is the legal wing of the Democratic Party. Everyone knows this. And during the Obama years, during the Eric Holder years, a lot of connections were made with the legal arm of the Democratic Party and the FBI and the Department of Justice. And that infrastructure was used to try to smear Trump unfairly with the cloud of criminality. So there's going to be a, a lot more coming on this. They're trying like cats in a litter box to cover up, you know what, and we're going to do everything we can uh, to expose the truth. So here's the deal. Everyone is being played on this right now with everybody in DC and the amount of hope that was placed on Durham to somehow save the nation is unbelievable. And so this is a cycle that they're putting people through emotionally. So understand this. We're going to go back in history in just a moment, but I just want to highlight something. Biden just put on, reinstituted a day or two ago, the COVID emergency. What's that, what that has allowed now is that hospitals can continue with their COVID protocols and not have any liability for killing people. It has also initiated some things, and we have a writer here in Oregon that tells us, writes out a newsletter about the inner workings of our communist traitor, uh, I was going to say parliament, but there, our legislature up in Salem. That's where, that's where Satan lives in our state. In California, Satan lives in San Francisco and in Sacramento. In Oregon, Satan and his minions live in Salem and Portland, just so we're clear. And what they're already, what, he, what the report is, is that they're all gearing up to go back to initiating COVID lockdowns. And they've already decided when COVID's going to be over. Because we're going to go through three months of COVID lockdowns, apparently. And that's going to start very soon. Naturally, it has nothing to do with the elections. I don't want anybody to think that we're a tin hat, crazy, anti-nationalist, Biden nation type channel here. But it's just so, it's just crazy because all of a sudden we're getting to that end of October and what are we facing again? This horrible event that it's suddenly COVID is going to come up the minute we're voting. It has to be something to do with the voting. It's causing the contagion. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could probably pass it off on Democrats and they'd believe me. That's the worst part. But anyway, and they already know when it's going to end because they know it's going to end in February. Okay, so that's amazing. 
I'm telling you, this virus is really cooperative. It's very helpful if I was a Democrat. So we, we see all this happening, okay? And all of this is just part of one big fat show. And part of it is to wear people down. This is how you build Stockholm Syndrome, by the way, if you're familiar with that. You take a prisoner, you beat them down emotionally, then you be, you befriend them, and then you beat them down emotionally, befriend them. You do this cycle up and down until finally they just become essentially your hand puppet. And that's what we're dealing with. And we're dealing with all these national, international events as well because you've got Russia that's gearing up apparently for nuclear war. China, who she on Friday said that he wants to make China great again, keywords, that they have already completely seized control of, they now have total control of Hong Kong, which means all of those protesters had managed to disappear. They've either become body parts for people that are getting transplants or they're in those COVID camps. I don't know which, but we can't tell because everybody's locked up. So, I mean, COVID's being used as a cover to do a lot of nasty things and they keep using it. And you have both ends to the middle. So there is some sort of an, a war, a war between elites and definitely like there's a dark elite that's warring against a, a more manipulative elite. It's the new oligarchs patriots and all of these people. And I just want to point this out before we jump into Weimar, but listen, president Xi has been given the title of president for life. President Putin has been given the title of president for life. The only thing missing now is for Trump to get a title of president for life, but that doesn't work real well until you understand Weimar Republic. See, Weimar Republic was the officially named the German Reich, was the government of Germany from 1918 to 1933, during which it was a constitutional federal republic for the first time in history. It was also referred to and unofficially proclaimed itself as the German Republic, Deutsche Republik. The state's informal name is derived from the city of Weimar, which hosted the Constituent Assembly that established its government. In English, the state was usually simply called Germany with Weimar Republic, the term introduced by Adolf Hitler in 1929, not commonly used until the 1930s. Now, after World War I, which was 1914 to 1918, Germany was exhausted and literally sued for peace in desperate circumstances. It was, it was at its end. And so it was aware of its imminent defeat, which ultimately sparked a revolution and the abdication of Kaiser Wilhelm II. It was a formal surrender to the Allies and the proclamation of the Weimar Republic on 9 November of 1918. So in the initial years, there were huge problems that set on the Republic. Hyperinflation, political extremism, including political murders and two attempted seizures of powers by contending paramilitaries. Internationally, it suffered isolation, reduced diplomatic standing and contentious relationships with the great powers. Now, I want you to pay attention to all this because all of these things are happening to us right now. We're in the process of this exact process. We're losing power. We're having political murders. We have political extremism going on. At least the media is making us believe it or trying to. And 
the January 6th event is to try to make it seem like there has been a seizure of power. Do you notice that in the political debate right now, in the main debate of politics, no one is talking about the CBDC and the new currency, though the the Federal Reserve is acknowledging, but no one's talking about it. No one is talking about the vax, the stopping of the vax, or the deaths anymore. And they've never talked about the deaths, but no one's talking about that. And definitely no one's talking about stopping the vax. We have limited discussion about our energy issue, other than the fact that gas is going up. No one's saying anything about energy going, energy costs going up, or shortages of energy. No one is talking about the drought that's happening in the Mississippi and the Missouri rivers. They can't even move barges on the Mississippi right now. See, and all these things are happening and no one's talking about it. So you have to ask yourself why, to be very honest. Because these things are are huge issues that are affecting a massive pressure on the people as we move forward. So as I continue with this, by 1924, a great deal of monetary and political stability was restored and the Republic enjoyed a period of prosperity for five years. Trump gave us four. Just I want to point this out. Trump gave us four and they had five in Germany. This period, sometimes known as the Golden Twenties, was characterized by significant cultural flourishing, social progress, and gradual improvement in foreign relations. Trump gave us four. The Weimar Republic had five. Under the Locarno Treaties of 1925, Germany moved towards normalizing relationships with its neighbors, recognizing most of the territorial changes in the Treaty of Versailles, and committing to never go to war again. It's parallels. Very important to follow. The following year, it joined the League of Nations, which marched its reintegration into the international community. Nevertheless, especially on the political right, there remained strong and widespread resentment against the treaty and those who had signed it and supported it. Now, the Great Depression of October 1929 severely impacted Germany's tenuous progress. Patriots, President Trump gave us four years of, quote, golden age. And now we are heading into one of the biggest explosions in the economy we've ever seen in our, in our lifetime and probably has ever witnessed because the entire global economy is about ready to implode. And everybody is trying to throw putty on the wall to fix it. And this thing is like a hole in the side of the Titanic somebody's trying to fix with duct tape. It's not going to hold and it's all imploding. So, What happens here is suddenly there's high unemployment, then there's social and political unrest that leads to the collapse of the coalition government. And from 1930 onwards, President Paul von Hindenburg used emergency powers to back the Chancellor Heinrich Brünig, Franz von Papen, and General Kurt von Schleicher. Okay? The Great Depression exacerbated Brünig's policy of deflation led to a greater surge in unemployment on 30th January 1933 Hindenburg appointed Adolf Hitler as chancellor to head a coalition government now the rest of that leads to the Nazi party and all this but this is what ends up happening through the crisis of depression through the crisis of unemployment through the crisis of political unrest 
through the crisis of shortages of food, through the crisis of shortages of energy. Adolf Hitler was appointed chancellor and the normal powers of the presidency were overrun through emergency powers and essentially Hitler became president for life until he was removed. You need to pay attention to how things are playing out here. We keep people keep asking, when's President Trump going to come back? Is he going to run in 2024? This is my general theory. In this phase of the war, remember, I went over the three phases of the war the other night. And it's three parts of the war. The first phase of that war was Obama to Trump, which kind of instituted an awakening of the people, an awareness that something was desperately wrong in our in our country because we had a presidency that was hijacked. Even though people were called tin hatters, that group of people, those truthers, really held the line. And then we ended up with what I call now the Trump-Biden era. And this is a golden age that leads us to a massive implosion of the economy, which people will now point all the blame on Biden, and Trump will step in likely and secure world peace, supposedly. And then through emergency powers, my guess is that we're going to have a Trump dynasty with him and the family for quite some time. And if you remember, Dan Scavino put out a tweet some time ago, it was like two years ago, it showed Trump standing in front of, of signs and it said 2020, 2024, 2028, 2032, 2036. You see, because where I think we're headed is that the military is going to seize control. They're going to have to. If we lose this much control of the economy, they're going to have to step in as whether they're mobilized by the act of a president or Congress. One way or another, we're heading into some form of martial law, and they will also be running under the law of war. This is my expectation. So if I'm wrong, like I say, I'm never going to apologize for telling you what the data is showing me and where I see the trends going, because at least... We've spoken what we believe to be truth, and I'm not telling you it's definitely going to happen, but this is where I see things going. So that we roll under the law of war if we're not already there, which is basically soft martial law is the easiest way to say that. And I believe the military will end up appointing with using emergency powers will create we may go through an election. I don't know. That's what everyone keeps saying. But the fact of the matter is we're going to remain under law of war and we're going to end up with an oligarch of a fashion to rule the nation. Because this is where I ultimately I think we're headed. We have three people in the world. This world is breaking in. And I did this study for the Department of Defense. I was part of a study team, I should say, the Department of Defense in 2012 and 2013, by the way that all of this type of realignment of the world was already foreseen and forecasted. And the forecast was that we were going into a multipolar world. We've been in a, with Russia and the Cold War, we were in what's called a bipolar world. When Russia collapsed, we went into a unipolar world, which was us as the key nuclear power that was basically holding the keys on, or the threat on everybody's head. And now we're breaking into a multipolar world, which is going to be defined in part by China, Russia, and the United States. And the only one of those three leaders that doesn't has not been given 
the grace for life, presidency for life is President Trump. So where we're headed here is a phase in this fight where we're going to see a lot of rise of many different things. Instead of going into a mandated world, which is where we've been, where everything is controlled, what's your, what you're going to hear a lot about is free will, your choice to choose. Let me just play this piece here. It's called Five Predictions. I think it gives you, and I think this guy's dead on, and I'll, I'll come back to what I was saying. Here are five predictions for the next 10 years. Number one, people will start to merge with technology. They've already started, and it will become a lot more profound. Number two, biomechanics will become a trillion dollar industry. Number three, and of course I don't like this, but I see a one world currency coming sooner rather than later. Number four is space vacations are going to become a thing, uh, a common thing. And number five, I believe that superhumans will start to be born from genetic engineering, CRISPR style machinery, and they will be much smarter, much faster, and much more intelligent. All of that is part of the transhumanist and one world agenda. It's just not necessarily going to happen under the WEF. But to understand what we're looking at here, we're dealing with a global social engineering model. Everybody has been shaped in the world to distrust the current forms of government, to become distrusting of fiat currencies, more and more acceptance of doing business transactions digitally because people are at home. And so when you put all those things together, you arrive at one of the critical issues of the financial reset. Now, this is Coach JV again, and he has an excellent look. And I want you to listen carefully when he gets to the end on talking about how they're going to be merging your Bitcoin and your fiat currency and your CBDC together. It's important, take a listen. Oh my God, did you see this? Okay, so first I'm gonna share with you guys about the great financial reset. Many people said the great financial reset is a switch that's happening right away. The great financial reset has been happening for a very, very long time. But now there's key physical factors within the physical world that are happening that are showing you that the great financial reset is here. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. I'm just documenting my journey. Do not make any moves based on what I say. So Credit Suisse CEO is now stepping down. They are going to be reorganizing Credit Suisse. Then we got Goldman Sachs right now doing a massive reorganization, combining their departments. The consumer banking is going into the private banking. Think about this for just a moment. This is where we go from people to quantum computing and AI. Pay attention. And at the exact same time, MasterCard is now connecting to banks, allowing their customers to trade or do crypto through their bank account. Okay, now another thing you need to pay attention to, quantum. BlackRock platform Aladdin is connected to Coinbase. Aladdin is a AI machine that is so smart, so fast, so efficient, it is going to take over the markets. So as your banks told you cryptocurrency was a fraud, as they were building distributed ledger technology, real-time payments, 
connecting to this new infrastructure of the banking system, very, very soon you will be able to custody your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, and the top cryptos that survive regulation right in your bank account. Or excuse me, right at your banking institution. So you're going to have a fiat wallet, you will have a crypto wallet, and then you will have a central bank digital currency. Then eventually, as the process starts to go all digital, they will start to encourage you to move your fiat into a central bank digital currency, in my opinion only, by first making it one-to-one, one dollar to CBDC, and then going two-to-one. And as they move you into no cash and no fiat currency, eventually the value of your fiat will go away and you'll have to transfer it into a central bank digital currency. I'm not saying if this is good or bad, it's just the way we are going. And again, there's a very small percentage of the population who is investing in these future forward technologies, knowing that the freight train has left the building, you're either gonna get ran over by it or go for the ride of your life. The fact is everybody is gonna have to get on the train at the end. And that's part of the myth of the power of the people, not having any power because we're being told we have no choice. If you're gonna operate within the system, that's a correct statement. And this is why we talk so much about a breakaway economy Andrew Torba is talking a lot about a breakaway economy. Mike Lindell is talking about a breakaway economy. All of this about getting to be more self-sufficient, more resources at your home, focusing on local. Those things are important. And we'll carry that conversation to another level tomorrow. But what I wanted you to really hear here was just so important is some of the games that are going on. He references Aladdin. I did a piece on Aladdin a few weeks ago. Aladdin is the AI engine that was developed by Larry Fink and his team that run BlackRock's control of the world basically and as they control Aladdin everybody has started governments around the world have started to rely on Aladdin, Aladdin so have trading institutions to rely on Aladdin see what you're hearing in all of this you're not hearing about an implosion of a dollar you're hearing about a transition of all of this into a digital space that's forcing everybody and hurting everybody there the only way you can accomplish that is if you re-engineer the public and if you have all the players left and right working together. It's not going to happen otherwise. Financial institutions are not playing politics. They're manipulating politics. I need to be very clear about that. Keep in mind that when President Trump traveled to the Middle East, he always brought BlackRock with him. So what I'm, it is important to realize that this in this phase of the war, where we as a people are working towards an awakening and a walk towards kingdom economy, their idea is to be able to switch from being an enslavement type economy to where you're going to be given the choice of free will, but not without certain strings because they want to make sure and monitor what you're doing. Take a listen to this. So in this video, you see me cutting up my discover card and this is why few weeks back, I got a security alert, so I called to, to find out what it was. Was there fraud on the account? What was going on? They said, oh, no, everything's fine, and, you know, you're, you're good. We just need you to give us permission so the IRS can have access to your Discover card information and your, your account profile and, and so forth and whatever. And I said, for what reason? They said, oh, it's just, you know, what they're doing. And now it's, it's, it's part of the verification process. I said, absolutely not. I do not give the IRS permission to delve into my little bitty paltry Discover card. They said, well, if you don't, we'll have to close your account. I said, okay, close it. And that's part of the IRS's 
role in this is now to get into everybody's account, everything that you do, because all of this is about bringing it together into this Aladdin type structure where everything will be monitored and tracked. As Aladdin monitors all of the transactions and all of the trades in the world, it will be the backbone to bringing in everybody's personal accounts. And the way you get people there is very quickly. Once you get to a late Weimar Republic model, we've been through this taste of golden age for four years with President Trump. Now we're, we're in this age where everything is falling apart and hyperinflation is here, but it's going to get worse. Fuel costs are going to continue to soar. We're dealing now with this, in, this crunch on water. We're seeing water resources drying up. We're going to see migrations in the country because as water dries, people are going to have to move to other areas. All of this is about control. And I don't know whether that water issue is man-made engineered weather warfare or whether it's just the natural occurrence of events, but that it's going to be portrayed as a crisis on the planet. And here's the next part. And this is what I expect. And you can be ready. It's coming because they're going to pitch transhumanism, not as transhumanism, but the need to have people start enhancing their capabilities because we need to save humanity. So they're going to encourage people to integrate where they can offer great opportunities where they can to integrate with AIs. It's all the same AI. And here's the thing. AI is not going to achieve singularity until people attach their brain to it. That's the big trap. And that's when we lead to meta and many other things. This era right now is going to give people a good measure of, of choice, but the real power of the engine is to steer people into this world of total digital interconnectivity. And the only way you achieve that is through fear, threat of war, creating crises, and always offering a solution that's to the benefit of the state. Nothing that we have seen here in the last five years, if we are honest, six years, has been anything other than this direction. Under COVID, when it first started, which was under President Trump, is when Palantir and the Defense Department were brought in to integrate our entire supply chain system into the AI system. We've seen the rollout of the injection, the bioweapon, which the more we learn, and by the way, Dr. Lee Merritt's going to be coming on next week to talk about this, but the more that we learn, the technology in the injection is actually an it's a nanotech synthetic bioparasite that is, has a connectivity with 5G. So that allows for the bridge into the AI and it allows for control of people. Keep in mind, I said this quite a while ago, and I'm just bringing it up so it is a reminder. Dominion is outdated. That system of Dominion is where they've got your eyes focused right now on the corruption of the election system. You don't need Dominion if everybody has the nanotech in them or the majority of people because you can influence their vote remotely. This isn't, this folks is not science fiction. It's where we are. The industries that we're talking about here that like cloning, for example, cloning is a massive business globally. In the, in the cattle industry, cloning has been going on for years. In Canada, human cloning has become legal. We have cloning going on on full engines right now. 
and it's only going to rise more. The integration of the encouragement of integrating tech into people's body to hyper connect them to the to the web and web 3.0. That's happening. That was originally driven by Google X Labs and now is being high speeded into the main market. And the thing is that consumers are accepting it. They're wanting it. And that's part of the social engineering model. As we've watched what's happened in the last six years, people have been social engineered to accept that the only way forward is through a new way of being because apparently we can't get along, which is all a lie because it's all been manipulated by governments, by by intelligence agencies. The wars that we've fought have been created by them. The terrorists that we thought fought have been created by them. This is the template out of 1984. But where we arrive again and again is a place where they are leading the herd into the place where they are going to get a complete integrated digital economy. With that, there exists a significant breakaway, a remnant. And that's the part where we have to continue to hold the line and work. And it's not going to be easy, but we are going to witness crazy things as we are already witnessing them. So as we kind of wrap up tonight, I want to leave you with this because I think this is a very powerful look at listening, especially as we walk ahead in what is a very tenuous and often difficult walk that we walk on. What do you know when God doesn't want you to do something? So say, for example, you have a big decision coming up in your life or a problem just pops up out of nowhere. How do you clearly hear God's voice on what to do? And to add to this, what does his voice sound like? Like, if you've never heard from God before, how do you know it's him and not your own thoughts? These are great questions, so let's dive into this. First things first, you won't be able to discern and understand God's voice unless you spend time with him. I find that the more time that I spend with God each day and all throughout my day, praying and reading and studying the word, the more I become in tune when the Holy Spirit speaks something to me. I'm using God and the Holy Spirit interchangeably here. But we know from scripture that the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us into all truth. He was the gift that was given to us on the day of Pentecost after Jesus ascended into heaven. Hearing from the Holy Spirit, at least in my case, is somewhat of an internal knowing. There's three different ways that I can tell if it's him or not, and I want you to write these down. I'll know it's him because he will either convict me to change something in my life to become more like Christ, he will give me a course of action to take based on God's word, or he will confirm something that has been recurring in my mind. Like if a certain decision needs to be made, I'll receive the same answer in multiple ways. So let's explain these one by one. The Holy Spirit is a pro at bringing conviction when you aren't living the way you're supposed to be living. He wants nothing more than for you to walk in kingdom purpose. So you can bet if sin is causing problems in your life, he will tell you to remove it by giving you internal conviction that it 100% needs to change. But if you're not in tune with him, you won't know when you're grieving him and that's a big problem. Number two, the Holy Spirit will begin to give you action steps to take even if that action step is to remain still. If there's one thing I do know, it's that if you consistently surrender this problem or decision over to God, he will give you instruction one piece at a time. Most often he won't reveal the whole blueprint. He'll give you one instruction at a time as he leads you and helps your faith grow. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And number three, the Holy Spirit will confirm God's will about this decision or problem the closer that it gets to the deadline. For example, when you're supposed to take an exit to get off the freeway, you won't just see one sign when the exit is near. You'll see three to four plus signs miles before to prepare you to exit. The Holy Spirit works in the same way. 
If a big decision or fork in the road is up ahead, he will prepare you and give you multiple signs that it's coming. It will be confirmed. But here's the kicker. You won't be able to see the signs unless you're paying attention. AKA, you're spending time with God every single day in His Word. God's will is revealed through His Word. Simply put, the more you make Him a priority, the more clearly you'll hear His voice. And that has proved true for me in my entire life. So, Patriots, here's the thing. We have a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's going to get crazier. We're going to be dealing with a lot of emotional stresses as this thing rolls out. We're far from getting through this. I mean, just to give you some great comfort, <laughs> if you, um, and this is probably a glimpse of the things to come. There is some resolve now with the COVID shot, at least. Australia, for now, is is doing something <laughs> so forward-leaning. They've decided that instead of telling you not to take it or force you to take it, they're just doing this. They're now offering to pay for your funeral expenses if you take the COVID shot and you die. What a gracious state that is, I'm telling you. So this is a sort of insanity that we are dealing with right now that it's only going to get worse. The idea is that they're trying to break the will of humanity. It's a social engineering model. The new oligarchs that are rising are at war with the old oligarchs, but it's an oligarchy, oligarchy, oligarchs, just leave it at that, okay? And it's the oligarchs that are rising up, and we're going to ha we are, do not have a seat at the table in this fight. Other than this, we do have a seat at the table with God. And it's absolutely critical that we keep our eyes on Christ and through Christ to the Father. And when it comes to voting, by the way, which I think is a complete clown show, but again, don't not vote, but it's a complete clown show anyway. Do put your emphasis on local votes and cast your first vote in the chambers of heaven. That's where the first vote goes. This is going to be a bumpy ride. We aren't seeing a retraction of the technologies that we don't, we can't even responsibly use. We're going to see an increase of those, an increase in surveillance, an increase in all of this stuff that, quite frankly, humankind shouldn't even have. But we're going to suffer through this era because, unfortunately, people don't understand something. They're still attracted to the shiny silver object, and they aren't having enough reason to realize the consequences of what they're doing. And so it's going to be rough, and things are going to be stressed, and systems are going to collapse. Again, center yourself with God. Put your strength in your home and in your community and focus local, and that will get us through this. But this world is a complete show right now. And if you're looking for the good guys or looking for the bad guys, you're not going to find them because it's all a big blur for a good reason. They're trying to keep your eyes moving back and forth, and our eyes are not able to focus, which is when they get you the most. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep focus there, and the rest of this just becomes noise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we have each day. Blessed to be able to assemble in this massive fellowship that extends across the globe. And we truly pray that everybody that is here that is assembled in whatever time they listen to this cast, that they can just have the, the 
the solace to know that as they put their eyes on Christ, that there is an understanding of wisdom that comes with that. And the more time we spend with you, the more guidance you will provide. Father, in this time, it's a challenging time for many. And understandably, because the world is being literally wrenched from its roots of evil and being rebuilt over time. And it's difficult to appreciate the time that it's going to take to move people from where we were to where we need to be. But in this walk, let us never take our eyes off of you. Let us always be humbled and let us always give you praise for all the greatness that you brought into our lives. What an amazing time to live. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So that's basically it right there is that we are in a very challenging time but that we are being moved from a place where we were into a place of where we need to be in Father's eyes. Now, I have to say this because I think there's a certain measure of truth. I don't think we've ever given ourselves credit to how dumbed down as a culture we really were. We've made huge advances in awakening in the last six years, but we have to do much, much more, and that's always going to root itself first and foremost in our relationship with God. The world is in a war. That war that we're witnessing is a war between elites. The prize is the control of us. Their prize to do that is the control of the vaccine, quote, bioweapon, quote, 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 transhuman agenda that will be able to steer humanity to the next era in their eyes. Our fight is to avoid all of that and to ultimately win the long game of bringing God back to everybody's heart. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. 
Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 